over. Boom. All right, what's going on? We're live on Facebook. We're live on Twitch. We are five minutes late because it took me a while to set everything up. Live from San Gabriel, California, this is Dre's Geek Philosophy. Going on, Pete. How's it going? How's it going? Uh, actually, we know we we were we did have the opportunity to record in the secret podcast studios, but unfortunately, my life got in the way this time, <laughs> and I was not I would not have been close enough to the location of our secret podcast studios to do the show yeah. on time. And we're we're late enough as it <laughs> we're late enough as it is. So I had to decline the invitation of uh, Mr. Sam Zia. I, I would love to have a, a third chair, especially with the topic we're going to talk about in the second half of the show today. But we're here. It's Monday. Um, I, I feel I, I can't speak for you, but I know I'm pretty tired. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like you're pretty exhausted. I, I got home about 6 last night. 6 p.m. And, and about like 8 o'clock, I just fell asleep. <laughs> and I, then, you, I, and I, then you woke up an hour ago to, yeah. <laughs> to get here to the store. I, I don't remember going to sleep, but I don't know when that happened. Like, it just happened. It just happened, yeah. Mm. That, 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 it was that kind of weekend because, mm-hmm. uh, of course, we talked about it last week. Pete did the, the, the Long Beach Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a table for the East LA Comic Book Art and Pop Culture Expo. The, the, the people at the Long Beach Comic Con were kind enough to, yeah. to allow us to promote the uh, Pete show. You're, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're the big shoe, the big shoe. <laughs> and then I went down and I helped you out mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yeah. Saturday was a long day, too. We were there at 9.30 till... Oh, my God. 9.30 till, like, we gave up early. Like, yeah, we gave up at 6. <laughs> like, after the artist next door to us was like, was like, you know, I'm out of here. I'm done. And we're like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pete's like, we're done, too. I'm like, you know what? We are done. Let's get out of here. Because <laughs> we were there as, like, at 7, right? 7 yeah, we got there, so, like, yeah. a little bit after... We got there a little bit after 7, because we're like, oh, we need to go set up. And we're like, the, like, the third booth set up. Yeah. <laughs> and then all we really had was just T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> like, we had T-shirts with our banner. Hey, you still like comic book pop culture, though? <laughs> it was cool. Though. It was cool. We got to meet a lot of uh, people, um, a, lot, a lot of fans. We got to meet a lot of creators. Yeah, um, you know, a lot of, it really showed that you know, like, what surprised me the whole weekend was there were people that were coming out to to the booth. They already knew about it. Yep, they already knew about it. And like, or like, oh, I heard about this already. The, you they, know? They've heard about it. They've yeah. done, we, we've done something where like yeah. we could go to like a major local convention, like yeah. a Long Beach Comic, and people knew. Who, who you were. They, they knew the mayor of comics, Pete Molini. <laughs> but my favorite moment was on Sunday. The, the first guy yeah. that came to the table, mm-hmm. it was just me and Joanna sitting at the table, and this guy had these two kids with him. And so I did the pitch. I did the, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's free admission, bring the kids, and the whole thing, right? And the guy was like, East L.A.? He goes, I live in East L.A. <laughs> I live in East L.A. How have I not heard of this? Oh, what, what rock have you been hiding under? Yeah, right. <laughs> That was my favorite interaction of the weekend. You you actually found someone who didn't cut you off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know we kept getting cut off all yeah. weekend. But like, yeah. what is this? Like, well, at least when I was there on Saturday, honestly, you know, I think I ran to a few people who didn't know about it. And I, yeah. I explained it to them mm-hmm. in my very corporate way, because like, I had to keep. I'm sure it was surprising you and surprising Patrick how like the corporate Drake kept yeah. coming out, and I was explaining everything yeah. in my in my very corporate way. Like, yeah, oh, you know, it's a community show by the community. I had all my, I had all, I had oh. everything pre-recorded in my head, yeah. and I was just like dropping it on people. <laughs> it was, it was a lot of fun, and what, what, I think what I liked the most, I, I couldn't be there to witness it. Oh. But you, Pete Molini, you got to moderate a panel yeah. at 
the the Long Beach Comic Con. Mm-hmm. I, I've had the pleasure of doing that yeah. a couple times myself, but you finally got to enjoy being being the man in command, <laughs> dictating the pace of a panel. So how was that for you? You know what? I, I I'll be honest. I was I was terrified beforehand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Again, like, I I never done anything like that before. Um, but I feel that uh, what's it called? <laughs> <laughs> P can add moderator to his governor of comics. Oh wow! You when did you get promoted governor of comics? You're the governor of comics. But I, um, yeah, like, I never done that before. And you know what? Honestly, like I've never had stage fright, but I've always been a little nervous. Right. Uh, I think I think I kind of got over that with this. Yeah, us uh, doing this show for the last uh, you know eighteen months, yeah. um, oh, more than eighteen months. I can't do math. Yeah. But uh, you know, like, and the other thing I was a little worried about. So I the night before. I was working on my questions. I was, oh, so Saturday night you were Saturday night I was working on it, on, on it. I had worked on it a little bit, but it was just like, oh, I started stressing out when we got closer. And it was cool. Uh, it was fun. Like, I think the key to doing it is that you have to have people that are good at oh talking about stuff. Yes. Like, you know, no, yeah. Uh, I learned that the hard way yeah. from the, the two panels that I that I have. Like, if you got if you got people who are not long winded, then you're like you have to pick up the pieces yeah. a little bit quick and be like, hey, let me throw something at you, and please don't give me a one word answer. <laughs> <laughs> and it was pretty cool. Like everybody, like yo, know, they really uh, interacted. With but the craziest thing was that uh, about halfway through, I ran out of questions. <laughs> it was about the halfway point. And I was just like, oh, that sounds about right. That's when you go to the audience. Right, that was the plan, right? But then what happened was there was no questions from the audience. Uh, this lady <laughs> just started asking questions. Like she just stood up and started asking questions. And we're mm-hmm. like, all right, cool, right? And we went with that. And then from her question, I kind of spawned some other ideas. And then mm-hmm. you know, we went from there and just it kept on going back and forth and. It was fun. That's cool. Yeah, yeah well, I'm, I'm glad you had yourself a good time yeah. moderating because, yeah, I, I know like it, my my experience was a uh, it, it was up and down. Mm. I, I I believe the, my, the the two panelists I had one talked too much and one did not talk enough. Ah. <laughs> uh, one one of the, one guy he meandered and like, mm-hmm. would belabor points and I'm like okay we're good on that. Hey, right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to start throwing names. Of hey, can we get some interaction from you, other person? I'm like, they're, they're gonna know who they are. I mean, fuck it. I just don't want to publicly throw them under the bus. No, no, no. <laughs> but it was cool. It was really cool. Um, you know, like uh, I got a lot of feedback. A lot of people were, were, were talking to me afterwards. I got asked if I wanted to do other panels at other shows, and it's like, wow. Like it, it, that's how it starts, <laughs> man. That's how it starts. Yeah. That's how it begins. Like you, uh, yeah. You do one. You do it. You do it well enough. Because not everybody wants to be up there at that podium, man. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing. Not everyone wants the podium. It was a little uh, awkward because we get up there, because literally the, the panel before us, they went long. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, all right, we're, we're just literally waiting in the back, waiting for it mm-hmm. to up. Now the anticipation is building up for you. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, beforehand, I was down at the booth, like about a half hour beforehand, mm-hmm. and uh, my friend Javier Hernandez, mm-hmm. he comes up to me. Like, I didn't even see him. He came behind me. He goes, he goes oh, don't worry. Uh... Sci-Fi Network's going to be filming this, and, like, you know, like, so, yeah, you'll be you fine. You could have been fine not knowing that. It wasn't true. You were just messing with me right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, thank <laughs> you. He was just getting in your head. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, yeah, so the anticipation was growing. I was a little, I was still real nervous. Oh, yeah, man. And then, uh, if, so, and then we went up there, and the first thing I noticed, the guy before me, the guy I'm already before me, he's really tall. Uh-huh. So, the mic stand was, like, like up here. <laughs> Like, let me bring this down here. And it was one of those, like, bendy ones. So I bent it, but I bent it to... And it just, oh. No, worse, dude. It just went, it went, dunk, and then it made that loud noise. <laughs> oh, man. So I was like... Like a, like a bad teen comedy. <laughs> so I could It wouldn't stay up, so I ended up having to take the mic off and just holding it. 
like a like a Stanley or like an like 80s stand-up comedian, right? Just like now, what do you what do you do with all these comics? Do you just wipe your butt with them? So, but it oh was, wow, you just you, you so you got off on the right foot. Oh it sounds yeah, like it. And the, the other thing was really weird. As I thought of it, because right off the bat, that room was really cold mm-hmm. compared to the, the other the outside. Um, there was a vent right underneath the podium. So yeah. <laughs> You just had everything working against you, like the the elements, yeah. the world, the the the, the, the very the the, the was it the Hyatt? You guys were in yeah, I think in the Hyatt. The Hyatt yeah. was working against you. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. <laughs> but like I said, you still, you know, yeah. thankfully, you know, you got through all your questions, mm-hmm. and then you you did some Q and A with one person. Yeah, yeah, everything that the the panel is, they just kept on going. So like, we really had no time for for uh, Q and A and. It got to a point like I thought I was gonna run short. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know, I see the guy that is running the con. He's like, yeah. the sign. Like, five minutes. He's going like this, like, like you know, wrap it up, wrap it up. Mm-hmm. And so yes, yeah, so I had to wrap it up quick. You're like, well, thank you. You're like, you have to do that. Uh, thanking everyone mm-hmm. for the thank you for coming to this. Uh, what was the subject of the, of the panel? I know oh. you told me before, but I, I looked it in the book. Well, do you remember offhand? Uh, uh, it was uh, Latinos in comics. Was no, it? it was a Latin horror. Latin horror, Latin horror, folklore, and uh, and uh, fantasy. Right, because uh, one of your panelists, uh, that, that border town, yeah, right, yeah, the book Eric Escobel, yeah, uh, he was Escobel. Uh, <laughs> good cruise, evil cruise. I don't know. <laughs> That's an inside joke for our friends. Uh, and, and, and his book just came out this past yeah. Wednesday and was already like. Well, that was a funny thing too because. Uh, he was the panel wasn't even to promote that book. It was to promote another book he was working uh-huh. on. But and then that book happened to come out, and well, it's it blew up. Like, it blew up like it's gangbusters. See, you see, a Jim Lee posted today that he's reading it and eating the chips and salsa. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, that, that, that's a big deal. If uh, Mr. Jim Lee, co-publisher of DC Comics, along with our buddy Dan DeDio. <laughs> and so that's why at one point, when, when after that one woman was asking the questions. I was like, oh shit, we can talk about that. I mean, we might as well. We're already here. We're talking about board time. And right? so I literally, I, I, Eric was sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like, well, I'm sure you're tired of talking about this, but. Like, oh. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Border Town? And he, he, he was all into it, man. Was, yeah, it's, it's his baby, right? Yeah, yeah. It's his baby, and he got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to moderate it. Yeah. You know, you know the, the Saturday I was there, I, I had a lot of fun, like I said, interacting mm-hmm. with people. Yeah. I was drawing, if, if you see my Instagram or if you check on our Facebook. Uh, you'll see a lot. Like I did some sketch covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really sell anything. I was I was just there for funsies. Yeah. Uh, drawing, and I, I did three sketch covers for our friend Alfredo. Uh, how do Al- I say Al- it? Adolfo. Boy, uh, well, his name is Alfredo Monstros. Uh, <laughs> but his name is Adolfo Reyes. Adolfo Reyes. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, Monstro. I always refer to him as Monstro. Yeah. And so uh, he he got like he came by, hung mm-hmm. out at our booth because at that point, me and. Uh, me and Enrique, who had come, one of our friends, Enrique, was there. And I was playing Street Fighter with. Him. I brought my Nintendo Switch with me <laughs> because you know that's what you do when you're a nerd. Yeah. Like, There's gonna be long periods of time where we're gonna need to kill time. I'm, I brought my Switch, so me and Enrique were playing Street mm-hmm. Fighter, and then Adolfo came by. Like, oh, cool! He saw his game. I'm like, oh, you want a round? Put a quarter up. <laughs> and I, I did not know about our friend Mosh. He's a gamer. Oh yeah, he, he's a big yeah. gamer. So I, I felt so dumb because you know, I kept saying I, I wanted to record some content for mm-hmm. the show, but obviously you know, everyone's complaining about their Wi-Fi. So yeah. I couldn't go live, so I never set up the camera. Mm-hmm. I should have set up the camera, at least record the video, because uh, Adolfo and I had a really awesome conversation about old school gaming. I think I don't know if you had already uh, you were around or you're kind of like bouncing back. And I forth. did yeah. Like he and I were sitting there, we played Street Fighter against each other, and we had this awesome conversation. It would have been like a perfect like little like you know 
15, 20 minute video yeah. to post on all of our on our channels mm-hmm. of me and him talking about old school gaming, talking about Street Fighter, talking about all this stuff. I'm like, ah! Oh! Afterwards, I was like, I should have recorded that! But <laughs> obviously, you, you can't, you know, you can't manufacture yeah. that. That It was very organic how that the conversation came about. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh shit, like, next time let's, <laughs> like, we will set it up so we, we play and we, you know, set up game and record at the same yeah. time. One of my favorite uh, YouTube channels, Up, Up, Down, Down, he does that every week. He'll bring on a wrestler and they'll just mm-hmm. put on a game, like a, a game from their childhood, and they'll just play it for fun and while they're talking about nice. their gaming history. So I'm yeah. like, oh man, I could totally copy copy Xavier Woods. <laughs> Shout out to Up, Up, Down, Down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, like, it was I, a fun show. I, I haven't, uh, this is the first show we've vended at. Well, not even vended. Yeah, but it was like we're promoting. We're promoting, like, promoting like, yeah. Where we, we were doing publicity mm-hmm. for, the, for the 2019 East LA comic book art and pop. Culture Expo, I gotta get the whole mouthful yeah. out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was that was. I didn't realize how long that name is until you have to say it in front of a long a panel, right? And it's it's like wow. Oh, uh, you, you after hi, I'm Pete Bellini. I'm as, the, as they told me, they told me to introduce myself as I, the <laughs> as the the, the, the founder, yeah. uh, the founder of the East Los Angeles comic book art and did you say cape and then define it or you just oh, went no. I just you, I just, you just went for money. You just were like the East Los Angeles comic book art and pop culture. Fuck, that's a long ass name, Expo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good God! What have I done, Expo? <laughs> Pretty much, man. And, and the only weird thing that happened to me was uh, we were talking about uh, like folklore and, mm-hmm. mo- and Latin monsters and whatever, and they kept on talking about La Llorona. Oh, really? I was about and, to say, I'm like, I hope they didn't bring up the chupacabra. Oh, that came up too. But, of course, they fucking. But did. the funny thing was when they were yeah, talking about uh-huh. it, I remember like, oh, like I think that show Grim did an episode of oh, really? La Llorona. And for some reason, I was gonna bring up that fact, and I couldn't get the word like you're out. Like my mouth just wouldn't do it. Not even that. It was just like because my no. friend, you are Hispanic, but yeah. you're no. I dare say you're whiter than me, my friend. I always can claim to be the world's whitest Mexican. I am. For, for those of you who don't, spoiler alert: Dre's Mexican, like a hundred percent. Don't let my clear diction and my pale skin fool you. I'm 100% Mexican. You're like 50. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But I, I, you couldn't get La Llorona? It, out? No, it wouldn't even come out. Like, it wasn't even a sound going out. I don't know why. Like, it was such a, the weirdest moment. God, I hope... I, I know you said like on, on social media, you're saying someone did film it. Yeah, it was super like, There's got to be a video somewhere. Oh, but I got, I, we must find this video and post it up. <laughs> Hey, on Facebook Live, uh, Judy Lynn has joined us. Hey, jo- Judy, thumbs up to you as well. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was that was the weirdest moment <laughs> of the battle. <laughs> Couldn't get out of La Llorona. I was like, blah blah. blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> You're like Jim Carrey and liar liar. You can't lie. You're like, mm-hmm. like <laughs> okay, I had it in my head, but it wasn't coming out of my mouth for some reason. <laughs> the show, <laughs> Grim, that the thing that you guys are talking about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was so weird, man. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the show was pretty interesting, y'all. Yeah, and now all of a sudden, I, <laughs> all of a sudden I got infected with it. I couldn't like, oh, there's a thought in my head and I can't, I can't escape. <laughs> that was the show's been around for ten years, but yeah. that was the first time I've ever gone. Really? Yeah, because although honestly, I've kind of, <laughs> I've kind of quit going to conventions. Yeah, me too. I haven't gone to like a show in a while. But, like no, no San Diego, mm. no wonder. I I did go to WonderCon a few years ago, mm. but like I mean, it was fine. But it was like all right. And I was like I I had made my I had already made my peace yeah. with comic book conventions at that point. I'm like oh, are coming uh, at least as far as going as a fan. Like if mm. I'm just gonna go and just walk around all day, like. 
I think I, I'd be more inclined like the, what we did this past yeah. this past weekend where we're going to promote no. East LA Cape or if I would ever suck up the nerve to go and promote my shitty little webcomic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Although, I wouldn't pay that table price. Good God. Yeah, that was expensive. Oh, my Lord. Ugh. This is a, that that was a that was crazy when because uh, obviously we, we got comped yeah. the table because we were promoting mm-hmm. so we weren't really there to we weren't there to make money we yeah. were there to you know get the word out yeah. to one to other convention goers like hey yeah. next spring come down to our show in East LA so you don't have to drive all the way down to the LBC you yeah. know because <laughs> it, it's a local show it's mm-hmm. not Stan Lee <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't there an LA Comic Con? No, this is the East LA Comic Con. Pop Culture Expo. There was a guy, it was so weird, on Sunday, he came over to us and he was talking about, mm-hmm. he's like, well, you know, in East LA, there's the Edward James almost uh, something book festival. And I was like, and he's like, I think it's this weekend. And I'm like, I have not heard of that, right? And then he said, oh, I created the I, I created the lo- uh, the mascot for it. And uh, he was going on and What on. is it, freaking like General Adama from okay. fucking Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, the only clue I'm going to give you. Yeah. It's an animal. What do you think? You think East LA? East LA. Edward James Olmos. And books. Some sort of cat, because he's always looking like a leathery cat. <laughs> it's a penguin with a baseball cap. <laughs> Why? We don't know, man. So the Edward James Olmos Book Festival yeah. is a penguin with a baseball cap. Mm-hmm. That's the last... I, I would associate Edward James almost with, you know, leathery skin. My, my, so maybe a horse with a baseball cap. Something leathery. My, my dad's... A cow. My dad's explanation of the only thing he can think of why they would do that is because penguins walk like cholos. Fuck. Ha! I literally can't even with that. Yeah. And then they got the... Yeah, the penguins, you know... <laughs> God damn it! Oh uh, yeah, it was it was odd. It was like we had, we had some characters come by. Man. Oh man, <laughs> forget a penguin. Uh, and Judy Lynn puts up an emoticon of a penguin oh, on our Facebook Live. Penguin. Hey, Rosa Limon has joined us. Well, <laughs> thanks for joining us on Facebook Live, Rosa. And uh, yeah, Edward James almost and penguins. I mean, yeah. I mean, have, but, have they seen freaking what, what was the movie where he was high masculine thing? He was a penguin though, wasn't he? In the, some surfing movie was the. Uh, what was the Surf's other? up. I think he was, or or the other one. The, the, the other one. The dancing penguin movie. Oh, forget. Uh, I can't remember the dancing. Yeah. The, the, oh God. I think he was the voice of a penguin at one point. <laughs> I know he's a. I know he's a freaking like a dad in Mayans. Yeah. The new Sons of Anarchy show that just premiered last week. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I was like, damn. Well, honestly, like, when, when like, oh, so I was watching that show Mayans last yeah. week, and I was like, as soon as I saw him pop, I'm like, fuck. No, we can't get him for East LA Cape. No, he's too big now. He, he's gotten big. He's gonna get big again. This damn Sons of Anarchy spinoff show is gonna make him too big for our, our little dingy show. We have to. Oh, oh no! I, I, uh, another thought that I just totally completely got derailed. You infected me with this. So last week, freaking mm-hmm. uh, Burt Reynolds passed away. Yeah. Rest in peace, mm-hmm. fucking Gator. Yeah. Gator. Yeah. No, for me, it all would be Cannonball Run. But I was thinking, like, oh, so the last movie he did. Was it the, the the last movie star? Yeah, 
uh, or, or the last bit. Oh, I think the last movie started. Yeah, because yeah. actually, Rose and I saw the um, the director of that movie like a few months back when we went to go when we saw Douglas movies, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about that like, oh shit, because you know the the premise of that movie is he's this older movie star, and then they got him to go to this movie festival because they're giving him a lifetime achievement. It's award. like a bar in it, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a bar, and I'm like, oh shit, that's how we could have got ERJ. <laughs> we could have got Edward James almost to the Cape by doing some sort of like life a uh, Cape lifetime achievement award for yeah. Edward James almost. <laughs> Tell, That's how we could get them. We could probably still do that. We right? probably still could. I mean, they're done with shooting Mayans. Yeah, so I mean, you know. One of my one of my coworkers at the rep job, she was telling me, oh yeah, your husband like helped coordinate like the because they filmed they filmed that show like right here in Santa Clarita. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's like a cable show. They shoot all that before. Oh yeah, no, it's on FX. Yeah, so they, they film it all it, before they air it, right? Yeah, it's on the can. Yeah, it's on the can. I'm like, we can still get them for cable. We can still do it. With the finest publicist, with hey, he's getting a lifetime achievement award for nerd dumb. <laughs> <laughs> he's been in a non-nerdy shit. He's been, a lot of, he's been in a lot of nerdy shit. He was a fucking Battlestar Galactica, man. Was it Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? That's right. He yeah. was the freaking, like, the the rogue fucking <laughs> yeah, right. head of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then he was uh, in Blade Runner? That's... I always forget. Yeah, he was... Uh, I, I'm not that big of a Blade Runner guy, yeah. oh, for dude. personal reasons. Yeah. But... <laughs> He even, I mean, well, you haven't seen the, the new one, right? No, I haven't seen the new one. Did he oh, show up again? Yeah, he showed up in there for a little bit, yeah. Good God! So Think that we got we got oh, okay. We, we still got to effort him. Yeah. Or maybe be, oh maybe because he's doing that. Maybe he's more willing to do cons. That's again. true, right? Maybe I'm thinking about this the wrong way. I have to turn it on its head. <laughs> like oh, before when he wasn't working, maybe oh I'm not going to be in the public spotlight. I'm no. not doing anything now. He's doing my ends. We can stand and deliver. Thank you, Judy. Lee. I couldn't remember the, the, the Jaime Escalante movie. Oh, dude, I went to Garfield. Blood and blood out. <laughs> I went to Garfield. So when you go to Garfield, that's all. They, they show you that movie all the time. <laughs> Like, like, whenever it's an off day, like, oh. You got a substitute? All right, yeah. put on Sandler because they, they filmed it there, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's about there. Like, I mean, it's about taught at Garfield. At Garfield? Yeah, yeah. Well, even at Macy Intermediate, they showed us Stanley oh, Deliver. <laughs> they got us all in the, they got us all in the library. They made us all sit down, and we watched Stan and Deliver in the library. <laughs> it went over two periods. <laughs> but, yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, because I remember one time I did see Edward James almost at, uh... At, at San Diego Comic Con. Oh, really? And he was just there. He had like a table, mm-hmm. yeah, one of those like celebrity tables. And oh, really? The one upstairs, and then like in that. No, no, it was in the it was in the the, 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 in the show floor. In the show floor. Yeah. Oh, really? But the funny thing was that he was sitting there, and he had a little sign, and it said that uh, if you wanted if, if you bought something, they had his prices, and you could take a picture with him, and it was cool, but if you want him to stand up, it was a hundred dollars. <laughs> and so I asked, I looked at him like. And I saw it, I go, like, really? And he's like, he's like I'm just very tired. <laughs> like, he's not a young man. Yeah. He was old in the 80s. That's true. <laughs> and that's, the 80s are almost 40 years ago. Yeah, so. In a couple of years, the 80s will be 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. That's fun. Good old ELJ. We, we, got, we got to effort that. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to effort that for... For East LA Cape, I mean, 2019, he'll be our guest of honor. I, I gotta find out about this book fair. I mean, if we, I mean, if we get to Dude, the, we gotta get to the book fair, and that only it's one step away. Yeah, but the the, the 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 six degrees of Kevin Bacon, the six degrees of Jaime Escalante. Okay. Let's go find the real Jaime Escalante and see if he can get us. I'm sure he's had to talk to ELG at some point. <laughs> Edward James almost. I like. I'm like. I don't know why I keep saying ELJ. What's wrong with me? There's something wrong with me. I'm like, ELJ? No, it's, it's A-J-O. I'm a yeah, moron. That doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound, it doesn't sound right. right. <laughs> so. Uh, so, something else. Uh, look, to go back to the Long Beach Comic Con, yeah. take us off this Edward James Olmos tangent that we went on. 
was like, so Pete and I, we, Pete and I went to a DC Nation yeah. panel. Like, like this used to be a big highlight for me. Like whenever you know there used to be the Wizard World LA, yeah. or when they 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 they, they went down to Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Like DC would usually have a panel, yeah. especially well, more recently now. DC is based out of Burbank yeah, now. So they, like, they've consolidated everything. Mm-hmm. Warner Warner Brothers too. Their Burbank studios, yeah. but even back then they used to fly out from New York and do all the local con- do yeah. local conventions, and that uh, that panel has always been a highlight for me mm-hmm. because we because I you know, I love Marvel. Yeah. Well, Marvel right now is killing it in the movie game, yeah. but in the comic game, yeah. not so much. Yeah, I've always I've always been a bigger DC guy in the mm-hmm. comics. You know, like uh, DC Nation panels are great because you get to hear all the inside stories. Yeah, they they they, they, get, they, they announce they stuff announce stuff stuff that make announced and never come out, like that Speed Force book that <laughs> Jeff Johns announced. <laughs> Freaking seven years ago, it had never materialized. Damn you, Jeff Johns. <laughs> well, maybe that was, that was out of his hands. Yeah. Damn you, Paul James Johns. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was dead at Dio's fault. <laughs> it was dead at Dio's fault. <laughs> but it, it was really cool. And like they had a... It's, it's kind of a Batman-focused uh, yeah, it was battle. It was very Batman-focused. The only, the only person we were missing was Tom King. Yeah, because you had a, a... What was it? Christopher Priest, who's doing the Deathstroke, which is technically a Batman versus Deathstroke book right now. Currently, yes. And then I, I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy's doing the Teen Titans... Mm-hmm. Uh, which it's is, a Damien focus book, and then they had the guy who's is doing de- uh, Detective Comics. De- Detective Comics, who apparently they announced he's doing the Outsider. He's doing Outsider. Well, as soon as we walked in, because we walked in late, because yeah. I was being, I was drawing, <laughs> I was drawing for our friend Monstro, and I was like, oh shit, like you, uh, you thought the panel was eleven thirty? Uh, yeah, we got confused. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we have time, we have time. I'm gonna finish drawing this Master Roshi here for 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 Monstro. And I was like, oh shit, the panel's already started, and we're just like, let's walk on <laughs> over. We walked in, they announced the Outsider book. Yeah. It sounds really cool. Yeah. And the panel, like we got to hear a lot. Like mm-hmm. I love getting the insight from the writers. That's yeah. probably that's the the thing I miss most about going to conventions is getting that insight about my favorite comic books or yeah. the insight from my favorite writers. Like, like I, I always say, like because of you, like the, the, my greatest comic convention experience was mm-hmm. a 2008 when I freaking like you told you called me on a Friday to drive down here. I have a pass for you. And I'm like I'd never gone. I'm like all right. I drove Friday night to San Diego. And then the next day, we went to we went to the DC Nation yeah. panel, and all of my favorite writers, yeah. and, Mike, and Mike Grell. <laughs> I have no, yeah, Mike Grell's Mike Grell. Yeah. he's a he's a legend. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like all like, but all all the guys whose who stuff I was reading at the time were all there. I'm like, oh, there's Jeff Johns. Yeah, <laughs> there's Peter Griffin. There's there's Greg Rucka. They're like, yeah. there's Grant Moore. Uh, I think Grant was on that panel yeah, too. Grant like, there's Grant Morrison. I'm like, oh my god, these are these are everyone I wanted to meet. Yeah. Ever and I got to go shake all their hands after mm-hmm. like, listening to them, you know, crack wise about comics with you know jackass DC publisher Dan Dio, yeah. who I mysteriously look like him. <laughs> right, I used to always say I was his his, his illegitimate son. <laughs> now then, we we eventually just moved it on to like I'm I'm Earth Two Dan Dio. <laughs> I'm an alternate universe Dan, like yeah. the, the publisher. If you go look up the publisher of DC Comics, he looks like an older version of me. <laughs> he looks more like my dad than my actual dad. <laughs> And, but, yeah, and so yeah, that was always like the panels were always my favorite thing because yeah. you got to you got insights. I, I mm-hmm. love insight. Like it's like real life DVD commentary. Back when people used to listen to DVD, commentary. Yeah. it was like real like oh, it's comic book commentary. Like you get to hear the creators talk about their books and talk yeah. about where what they've done and where they're going. Mm-hmm. And it's always fun. Yeah, especially like uh, yeah, DC ones. Like they're so cool because they, they have like. It's they, mad. Ca- they're always mad cap. And I always feel like they announce things that they're not supposed to be talking about yet, and like it just you know. It's always, I think it's always like tongue in cheek. Yeah. Like they know they're gonna announce it, but they make it seem like oh, oh you shouldn't have said that. Why did you say it? Why are you doing that? 
Don't talk about that book. Don't talk about that project. <laughs> that affectation I'm making, that's... You, you go find a YouTube video of Dan Adio. That's how he sounds like. <laughs> but it, it, was, it was fun. It was a lot of, uh, I really enjoyed that panel. Like, you know. it, it was really good. Like mm-hmm. the, All the parts where yeah. <laughs> the writers were talking about their, their writing processes, how like, oh, there should be, you know, each writer should write their own Batman. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, if we all wrote the same Batman, it wouldn't be very interesting. Like, yeah. Everyone has to put their personal mm-hmm. takes into the character. Wait, that's a really good idea. It's a real, uh, cause I never thought about it that way. Because mm-hmm. I was... Uh, as a kid, they used to always confuse the hell out of me because I was a big Superman guy. Mm-hmm. I'd follow, I'd, you know, back then there was four Superman titles. Four Superman titles. And they all, sometimes, most of the time they would all connect. They would all have like one big storyline. Yeah, but would, each of them had different like... Yeah, different tones, different, you know, like, and it was always like... Not weird. even just the art, but like, yeah. it, it, I mean, there were some striking, like, you know, Man of Steel was very... Yeah, it looked totally different than the other. It was very hard, like yeah, we're like get your clean lines of like Dan Jurgens and Tom Grummet, mm. and then you went Man of Steel, which is like whoever drew I that. Know who that was. That was like it was like so messy. There was so much ink yeah. all over the place. And then uh, why can't like, Action Comics Action. was a little bit different. Yeah. That, was, that one felt very old school. That yeah. felt like an older style comic in yeah. that one. And you had, but you really did have four different Superman. Like, it was mm-hmm. one thread. You were supposed to be able to read them one after the other. Every yeah. week you could buy a Superman comic. Yeah. I remember they even had a little triangle in the front to let you know, hey, read them in this order. Yeah. <laughs> read, yeah. you know, it's uh, 1998, number 26, 1998. Like, yeah. you had the different numbers, the Action Comics, yeah. 700 and something, mm-hmm. and then you had all the different numberings. Yeah. But you knew what order to read them. Because back then, I too, after the death of Superman, mm-hmm. I became uh, a Superman fan. Yeah. And I read, I bought all the books every week. See, that's another thing, too, that's really cool, was that I went back, I've been rereading uh, Reign of Superman. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because if you just read them, like, you just read them in the order that they were released, like, it's the story still works. Yeah. Like, you know, like, but if you read them... Even though they have, like, there's, like, B and C plots that yeah. are, like book specific, the A plot was still carry the thread through. Yeah, and it was, it's really interesting. Like, it's... Like, I, I feel like they don't really do that anymore. Like, even, like, you got someone like Bendis who's writing both Superman books, but those books are so different from each other. Yeah, they are very <laughs> just diametrically opposite. Like, you know, this is the Justice League book, and this is the Clark Kent you know, book. So I, I feel that's so weird. I feel like that that, that can't happen nowadays. I don't know if they could actually pull something like that off anymore. No, it, it's very... I, I feel like the editors worked so much harder back in the day yeah. to kind of keep everything together. So that panel was really good until they got to the question and answer. Yeah. Which... That see, it's funny. Like that first half of the panel, like, oh, what I loved about comic book conventions, like, yeah. oh, cool, you get insight, you get fun stuff, and then unfortunately, we get to the second half, which is the question and answer answer portion mm. of our <laughs> of the convention. That kind of leads me to our our main topic tonight is toxic fandom. Mm-hmm. Now we've we've come on the no. mics here, we've come on video before, and we've talked about you know. Fans are negative, you know, a lot of Star Wars fans are, oh, they're all negging and stuff. No, but those aren't the type of fans I'm talking about tonight. I'm talking like, there is such a, like, a toxic fandom that Mm -hmm. exists that people who love the product so much, but they get lost in it. Yeah. They take too much ownership Mm -hmm. of it. I guess it kind of is the Star Wars, but the Star Wars fans, it's it's mutated into this new monster that that, that cannot be controlled nor appeased in any way, shape, or form. But... The people who ask the questions during the panel, I think they don't understand how fandom is supposed to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we don't dictate to them. I'm, a lot of people say, oh, well, well, we pay for it. We should dictate what happens. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, if everybody likes it, they'll yeah. give us more of it. But it doesn't. it's not supposed to cater to a laser-focused one yeah. person, which I think all the, a lot of the questions that were asked during See, the panel were very much, oh, 
I only care about this character. <laughs> why is it my character yeah. being serviced? Like that would be me going up like, why can't I get Ted Cord in, a, in <laughs> any of these books? Like that, I feel like that's very self. It's yeah. there's this selfish fandom where like mm-hmm. I'm not being served. Why am I not being served? Mm-hmm. I am a big fan. I've given you all this money. You need to do what I say. Yeah, and it's not people don't think very globally or like with mm-hmm. uh, they don't think about other fans. And hey. You find the books that you like. You find your characters when they show up, yeah. and you kind of like you roll with it. You go, yeah, because I was say like, like for instance, like, like you love Ted Cord, but wouldn't you rather wait for a good Ted Cord book than exactly than just know, some just, schlock? Yeah. Exactly, you wait for something quality. Like yeah. unfortunately, it was a countdown to freaking Infinite Crisis. We got one of the best Ted Cord stories, <laughs> which unfortunately ended with him taking a bullet to the head. Yeah, <laughs> he's back now in the yeah. I, I know in the new in the, yeah. the current universe. In comic books, nobody stays dead. Yeah. That, that's the beauty of this uh, the, this form of fiction that, yeah. you know, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Life and death are kind of inconsequential as long as it serves the plot. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of these fans, like, they're, when they were talking about the outsiders, yeah. and they're, oh, who are some of the outsiders? And one guy said, Halo. I'm like, <laughs> it's like, even I barely know who that character is. And I'm a big fucking comic book yeah. fan. I'm like, really? That was your go-to? Yeah. Like, like you ask, oh, who's your favorite outsider? Then you go to, like, obscure character. Like, if you are the rank them, you're, like, on the bottom, like, 10% yeah. of Halo. Of Halo. <laughs> and then another person is like, oh, Metamorpho. And then I love... And, and normally I give DC publisher and do a lot of shit for being shitty to yeah. people in panels. But at that time, I was like, you know what? Get him, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and so... The, Metamorpho, that he's character. He's in the Terrifics. He's in the Terrifics. It's another yeah. book. And so Dan and me like, are you reading the Terrifics? Because <laughs> that's the book he's in. That book is being published right now. Yeah. It has a lot of notoriety. And, uh, oh, yeah. Well, there's Metamorpho. Yeah. <laughs> he's busy right now. <laughs> Can't be an outsider. We have some new outsiders. And it's just like, these people are like, oh, oh, I have that. But no, no, I don't want that. I want this. Give, yeah. me, give me what I specifically want. Yeah. Uh, give me the thing I care. Like, a lot of people are, get very selfish mm-hmm. and possesses of it. Well, see, that's the thing, too, because like, they always say, uh, you know, there's always that, that phrase of, like, like, oh, you vote with your wallet. Mm-hmm. And then say, you, you, know, you show people, you know, by buying it. and not, mm-hmm. But I feel like nowadays, with, like, especially the internet and, and Twitter and that, People, people are try not to, voting. Well, people try to vote with other people's wallets. Yeah, because they're telling people like, "Don't buy this. Like, don't do this. And this is why you should they're, hate they're, it." They're like, they're like, they're like negatively yeah. doing it. Like, like it's like, "Oh, that's not what I want. Don't buy it." Yeah. yeah. And so we get this like this the negative or, or, or oh god, uh, like diminishing returns. Like these comic companies, and I, this applies to all entertainment mm-hmm. industries. They'll try to do something. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, no, that's not what I wanted. It's different, but it's not the different that yeah. I wanted. Yeah. And it fails. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the terrifying example that they gave during the panel that I wanted to give was uh, when they talked about how much a book needs to sell to yeah. be profitable. They said, okay, the, the book at $4 needs to sell 40,000 copies. The book at, like, $6 needs to sell 20,000 copies. Or the hardcover at, like, $15 only needs to sell 10,000 copies. Yeah. And of course, evil corporate person is like, oh, let's do that that, that hardcover one. We only need to sell 10,000. Yeah. And then, like you said, it's a big middle finger to those other 30,000 people <laughs> who can't afford it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was this. But see, the thing is, I, I think he gave that example too mm-hmm. because someone, see, the, I thought that was a little unfair the way that guy asked that question mm-hmm. of like, like, well, how do you deal with, you know, kids can't afford these books and when I was a kid, they were mm-hmm. 10 cents and I, I don't know that's, how to, that's a false equivalency. You know, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> but those, those days are a long time ago. Back then, sodas were 10 cents. Yeah. <laughs> Cost you two bucks for a fucking soda nowadays. So I think, I think it's just like, um, that's that's a bad problem with some of these panels. Yeah. You have people that ask these questions that you really 
are you can't answer them. They're you know? unanswerable, yeah. or they or they or they're going to ask a question and they're not going to like the answer. Yeah, like they're not going to get. The, yeah, they don't get the answer that they want. Yeah, they get the answer that is the truth. Yeah, they get the truth and they don't want the truth. They want to be lied to. Or like, or I, some some of these people, I feel like they'll ask a question to make you look bad. Like they, yeah. they know you, there's no way you can respond to that yeah. without looking bad. You know? Exactly. Like, they, 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 all these like trap questions. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, oh, gotcha. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've exposed your hypocrisy. And no, it's like the, the point of these panels is to kind of like, in, we're, they create this interaction between yeah. the creators and the readers. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be these positive, like, mm-hmm. oh, we're not supposed to sit there and like, freaking hoist them up and chop off their heads and mount them. Like, yeah. ha look, I got them. <laughs> But at the same time, they talked about that how Christopher Priest was talking about he had written this thing mm-hmm. where Wonder Woman was going to go undercover as a black woman. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then the reason they didn't do it because they DC, feared, DC, DC was, was like... The, the, the social media backlash yeah. would have been a nightmare. Oh, yeah. And it's true. I mean, even, yeah. even between like, like the two weeks, yeah. people would have lost their shit. Like, oh, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> I was like, you have, you have like Wonder Woman in blackface. Oh, no. that would have that would not have played. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, Wonder Woman in blackface would have been a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, in this social media landscape, yeah. I, they probably could have got away with that in the nineties. Oh yeah, I mean, they got away with Wonder Woman working in a, at a freaking uh, fast food joint. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I have that issue. That came in one of my Costco twenty packs. She worked at Whiz Burger. Yeah, but it, 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 yeah, it's like these fans are just you know. I think that's that's always been. The, I always talk about this, especially with uh, comic book people. That's always been the paradox: is that they complain when something is mm. is the same, uh-huh. and they complain when you change, you change things. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you keep doing the same thing? All right, here's a different thing. Here's Kamala Khan, uh, Ms. Marvel. No, that's not what we wanted. <laughs> we want slight changes. Yeah, like give Wonder Woman a hat. Yeah, <laughs> like, put her in a hat. <laughs> give her some heels. <laughs> give, give, give Superman a, a, a shield or something. <laughs> something, you know? <laughs> not like wholesale change. Oh, my God, No. <laughs> That's not what I wanted, and that's the paradox. Like these people yeah. who are fans, mm-hmm. they I feel like they don't know what they want. sometimes yeah. they don't know what they want or they can't accept what's there. Like I, yeah. I, as I've gotten older, mm-hmm. I'm like okay, I find what I like and I read that, and I'm like oh, and I feel now like oh, I appreciate like when you turn me on to Tom King, and like oh, yeah. you told me oh you should read this a Mister Miracle book, and I read that book, and I'm like oh, it's like, such, like honestly, it, it feels like a fucking gift yeah. every time I read yeah. that book. It's like fuck yeah. That, this is good writing. And, oh. see, and that, that's a good example of what we were talking about earlier, was that there hasn't been a Mr. Miracle book in forever. No. And I, I feel like other, because of this book, there's more fans of the character, mm-hmm. but the, it's a good payoff to the people that were always fans of the yeah, character. Yeah, like, I've always enjoyed him back because yeah. he was always around during the Justice League International yeah. times, mm-hmm. uh, Giffen and DiMatteo. You yeah. know, they, they worked and used him and the New Gods kind of yeah. like, more. they're more comedic than serious yeah. than the way Kirby created them, but it was just like, you're right. It was a big payoff for people who yeah. appreciate this character. Like, if, if if Tom King had done a Blue Beetle book yeah. along those same lines, and I feel like, oh, it would have been like yeah. a similar thing. All of a sudden, all these like people would have come out of the woodwork. Hey, I've always enjoyed this weird, yeah. <laughs> his weird wannabe Batman. I see. And that's, I think that's the thing too. And it's kind of the double edged sword of this whole thing is that the reason that because Tom King couldn't. Well, I guess he could. I was saying like he couldn't do this with like a character like Batman because he mm-hmm. is kind of doing he, the same thing. He actually is yeah. doing a Batman. No, but I'm saying like someone like a bigger character, he probably wouldn't be able to do that with his bigger character. That's really Where, mess the, with the, 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 what he's really doing yeah. in the Mister Miracle book. This yeah. whole like. A, a giant paradigm shift that he's doing yeah. where like is this book continuity is this happening yeah. in reality we don't know what's actually happening yeah. in this book it, and it's a character that like it's sad to say but like he has that cult following but he's not like a huge character mm-hmm. they're not gonna make a Mr. Miracle movie anytime soon no. so he could do whatever he wants realistically 
Yeah, and, then, and he has. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. And, and has he. Yeah. And so that's what I say. You're not going to get a backlash. Like, mm. like we were talking about, you know, like... Like, well, with Batman, well, I'm sure... I feel like there's probably a lot of people, like, that don't like what Tom King has done oh, yeah. with Batman. Like, yeah. he can't fall in love. He can't have emotions. Yeah. He's supposed to be this stone-cold superhero mm-hmm. who's supposed to have the answer to everything. And he's sad that Catwoman broke up with him? Yeah. Batman can't be sad. I mean, that's, that's another example of, like, uh, these toxic fans who, like... So that's the thing that frustrated the hell out of me, mm-hmm. was that when Batman 50 came out, it got so much negative reviews, and it was from people that... Don't read the book. Don't read the book. They just bought that issue, and they're like, I don't like it. It didn't make sense to me. Yeah, was, like, wait a minute, two people who love each other wrote lo- uh, love letters, <laughs> oh, you know, wrote, wrote, like, breakup letters to each other? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... If you've been reading the whole story, that was like the ultimate. That, that's like the ultimate payoff yeah. to everything that he's mm-hmm. built since mm-hmm. the, the 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 war of riddles and, and, and jokes. Yeah, it's like oh, it's like it was such an emotional payoff. Yeah. to everything that built up to that, mm-hmm. and and people just don't don't mm-hmm. don't get it. Like if you weren't like a lot of these, uh, I guess that's the you know the big thing with comics. Like it, it rewards loyalty. It yeah. rewards like if you've been reading it. There is a reward at the end of the day. Like you will yeah. get, you're, you're gonna get these payoffs every mm-hmm. so often. You're like, oh fuck, that was so good. But see, then there's the the dark side of that is that people want that all the time. Yeah, you want that. You want that payoff yeah. every 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 issue. And like, no, it, that's not possible. And you want it to be the payoff you want. Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, exactly. You know? And and, and see, it, it, I I feel like that's I, that I have a theory that that's a lot of problems when it comes to like uh, entertainment. Is it? I feel like people have the story in their head, mm-hmm. and if it's not that. Then they don't like it. Then they don't and like then it. They get mad, or they get mm-hmm. you know like, oh, this is what I wanted. Yeah, and I, and then that's especially now with the internet. Now everyone has a bigger voice. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of jackasses like us can get in front of a microphone, yeah. in front of a camera. <laughs> we can say what we want. We're trying to do it in a more you know positive, enlightened way. Yeah, <laughs> most people are kind of shitty on everything, mm-hmm. and it's just it's it, it's rough out there for like across all mediums. Yeah, like here, I haven't done this in a while. Back when I worked at Nintendo, <laughs> take a drink, everyone. Uh, people would always ask me, oh, because like, I'd go out and represent Nintendo. It's like, oh, don't, don't you get scared of dealing with people who hate Nintendo? I'm like, no. The people who hate Nintendo, that's easy. Yeah. It's like, oh, I hate Nintendo. You guys suck. I'm like, all right, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> or if I was feeling especially saucy, oh, show me on the NES where they touched you. <laughs> who hurt you? <laughs> who hurt you that made you feel this way? <laughs> I'm like, well, how did Nintendo hurt you? Like, yeah. It's like, if, if, if I was being yeah. especially, but most of the time I'd be like, cool. I, I have I have filed your complaint. I'll put it in the complaint file up in Redmond, Washington, <laughs> which doesn't exist. Yeah, I always felt the t- tougher people to deal with are the people who really loved yeah. Nintendo. Those people like, again, even back then. So even pre like you know primordial and you know, well, I, I shouldn't say primordial, but pre social media, I, I, I can speak to that. You know, before social media, before Twitter, before Facebook, mm-hmm. before we had access. Back then, I was the access to yeah. Nintendo, and the it was the first or second month I was working for Nintendo. I go to a GameStop in West Hollywood, and the uh, I walk in, and I walked in with my regional manager, the guy who was in charge of the entire West Coast back then. Yeah. And we walk in, and the GameStop guy goes, oh, Nintendo rep, oh, great. I have a question. I'm like, okay, what's your question? I, I, I have a good wealth of knowledge of Nintendo, even though I've only been working there for a like, I've been a Nintendo fan my whole life. I have a wealth of knowledge of Nintendo. How can I, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. He's like, when are Ze- when when are Link and Princess Zelda gonna kiss? Like, <laughs> and I, I was like, uh, I beg your pardon. <laughs> yeah, no. When, when is when are, when are Link, the hero of Legend of Zelda, and Princess Zelda, the, the Epsilon's Epsilon, <laughs> Legend of Zelda, yeah. 
when are they going to kiss? I'm like, I turn to my regional manager, yo, you know, you've been at this a lot longer. How about you field this one? <laughs> and then he goes to the standard corporate wall. We don't make those decisions. These yeah. games are made in Japan. The plots, you know, this is all decided by people much higher than us. Shigeru Miyamoto, Eiji Onuma, yeah. all these different people. Like, that's, you know, these games are very, you know, they, that's not part of the narrative. Yeah. And he was like, "No, but I really feel like how he 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 saved her so many times." It's like, "Bro, you're missing the point. Yeah. It's just it's, it's just a game. It's not real. It's not real." But Princess Peach isn't giving it up to, to Mario. If you go to Deviant Art, I'm sure you'll find plenty of images of what you're looking for. You, you, I'm sure you can just type in like now. You can just Google search, you know. Princess Zelda and Link, and go like add a few other sexual terms. I'm sure we'll find what you need. <laughs> it's oh, I, like it, yeah. it, it would astound me again. This this, this toxicity of like these people. Mm-hmm. I, I I say it's toxic because like it just it's especially the, how it's progressed with social media. Yeah, it has accelerated and become much more vile and visceral. Mm-hmm. Where like if something isn't like you said, if it isn't what I wanted, then I hate it. Yeah. Yeah, and that scared, and that that's what scared me, and then, and then we got to see it on full display yeah. in that in that DC Nation battle, mm-hmm. and just kind of overall, like during the convention, I'm just mm-hmm. sitting there, like you know, people just walking around, like the the artist that was sitting next to was kind of shitting on the con. It's like, yeah. oh, this wasn't as good, you know, this, yeah. this, this con used to be better, but now it's not so good. Yeah, and it was just like, whoa, I'm like all right, no, like it's my first time here. I mean, like, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I mean, like it was a comic convention. Like on personally. I was kind of glad it wasn't like yeah. packed. I mean, if you were trying to make money, then that sucked. Yeah. But as far as I mean, as far as the convention enjoyment experience, it yeah. was it was kind of nice. Like, cause my my last experience at like in San Diego Comic Con, I, mean, I couldn't walk anywhere. Yeah. It felt very like oh, this, it was just so, so congested, and you couldn't yeah. I couldn't enjoy anything. Mm-hmm. It just felt like I was just like inundated with people. Yeah. I was just like I couldn't walk anywhere. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, and then the artist alley was very like non-existent. Like here, it's like. It was the whole thing was the, the whole thing was an artist alley, yeah. and, and I and I'm pers- I, it felt very much like an old school con, yeah. which kind of feeds the thing. Where oh, people don't want that. Yeah, people want oh, I want celebrities. Mm-hmm. Where are the celebrities at? Where are the freaking yeah. oh, where's the TV shows and the movies? And mm-hmm. like Long Beach Comic Con is not that. Yeah. I felt long, that felt like a very old school con, yeah. which is you know, well, ironically, is the, the the goal of the Eastern yeah. Cape is to be an old school con, but we obviously have much <laughs> more reasonable expectations. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I think they even they, they were promoting it. Their hashtag was comics first, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool because like that's that's a thing that's like not at conventions anymore. I feel. Yeah, yeah no, like you know. it, it, Mile High Comics stopped yeah. going to San Diego Comic Con yeah. because people weren't buying comic books. Yeah, like the terrifying question. Like to go back to that DC Nation battle, the question that uh, that DC publisher Dandio asked: How many people here actually read comic books? Yeah. And like in that panel, yeah, well, the, I feel like ninety percent of the people raised their hands. Yeah. He's like, he's like normally. He gets like at other conventions, like maybe a C two E two or maybe even a San Diego Comic Con. Only half the room would raise their hands. Yeah. That people don't read comics, mm-hmm. and, and I forgot one of the writers is, is oh you know people consume it in other ways. Yeah. They consume it via TV, via movie, via you know video game. But see, that always made sense though, because I mean think about it, because like I feel like both we're in that age demographic where like. Our probably first experience as a comic book characters were cartoons. Were cartoons, yeah. yeah. Super Friends, superpowers, freaking Superman and his amazing. Superman is amazing friends. So I know? feel like even going back, I mean, up until like what was that? There was that sixties Spider Man cartoon. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I feel like it's it's always kind the of the one that's been used in every meme, uh, the, the yeah. Spider Man memes. <laughs> and they had those uh, those those Marvel ones that were like those were really cool because I always loved those. It was like Jack Kirby art. 
and they would just like animate his hand or like you know, yeah. they would just, you, know <laughs> you know they would just animate the the mouth or but they, I feel like that's always been a thing you know mm-hmm. people even the, the Batman TV show the, yeah. the Batman sixty six that everyone kind of has this like yeah. this affection for even though it's cheesy as fuck yeah. but it's like we have this affection for it because oh it's silly it's fun well, that's what yeah that's what comics are supposed to be fun at the end of the day. Because I think that's everyone's first Batman. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think, you know, I think it's in reruns, been reruns for decades. Yeah, I mean, up until Batman the Animated yeah. Series. I think, I think that there's, that's the cutoff point yeah. there where, like, I think from every, anyone who's, like, probably younger than, like, 20, their first Batman's probably Batman yeah. the Series. Yeah. Like, actually, I, I, I might even push that cutoff to, like, 25 because yeah. it just turned 25 here. Yeah, it is, yeah. So, like, I think if you're 25 or younger, your first Batman might be Kevin yeah. Conroy yeah. <laughs> like, doing oh. his badass freaking <laughs> Batman. If you're older than that, then... Your, your local Fox affiliate yeah. or, uh, in, in freaking um, in a freaking syndication before yeah. the Disney afternoon like for me it was before the Disney afternoon at 2 o'clock yeah. I'd have an hour of Batman 66 yeah. that's right <laughs> same bat time same bat channel it was so cool because it would show you like the, the cliffhanger episode and mm-hmm. then the, the re- resolution episode so you never had to wait like, yeah you didn't have to wait like the, 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 the week of back back you know yeah. again like us older people we have much more patience yeah we, oh, yeah. we are we are patient people. Mm-hmm. Younger people are not. We're they're used to like, getting everything all at once. Yeah. We want we want the payoff now. Mm-hmm. I, I, we, need, we need the story payoff immediately. Mm-hmm. Where we had to wait an entire season. Yeah, and so oh, yeah. people choose not to watch network shows. They just wait for it to show up on mm-hmm. Hulu or Netflix yeah, yeah. and then watch it all. And then yeah. they get the next season. Like, oh man. Game of Thrones is going to take forever. Can I just find out now? Did someone read the book and just tell me the ending? Like, no, you don't get the money shot now. You got to wait for that. You got to wait for that nut. Yeah, but that's that's the other thing about the the downside of binging is if you watch it all on a weekend, you have to wait like a year. year for the next one. And if there is a next season. Yeah. Like, you know, a a bunch of millennials watch Firefly. Like, all right, what's the second season? Yeah, <laughs> Serenity. Okay, here's a movie. Here's a movie, gonna and be, that's it. It's gonna make you sad. Like, you get bummed out. You're gonna see everybody die. Yeah. Don't get attached. Yeah, don't get attached. Don't get attached. Certain people are not gonna make it through this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just. But you know, it's funny that you mentioned that Batman made series because uh, the DC Nation mm-hmm. uh, app, not DC, DC Universe. Universe. The only thing is, is uh, launching this weekend. The only thing I'm really looking forward to is the fact that. Uh, Mask of the Phantasm is going to be on there. Oh, see, I you know, I never watched it until the movie challenge. Oh, really? Ago. That was really good. Although I saw that fucking a mile yeah. fucking away. <laughs> Adult me is like, I know who the Phantasm is! <laughs> that were as a kid. That, that, mm. that movie came out on Christmas. That's and, right. And my birthday is the day before Christmas, so mm-hmm. you know where we were at, right? Yeah, uh, young Pete Molini was like, we're going to the fucking movies. <laughs> we're going to go see and, that. And I remember as a kid, when that reveal happened, I was like blown away. <laughs> no way! <laughs> like what? Like how is that possible? <laughs> but to, for, for this day, like I think I saw it. I saw it again a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, but I've always made the argument, like because that movie was in the theater. That 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 was a legit yeah. movie theater, like movie. They had movie yeah. posters. There was commer- There was trailers. Yeah. Batman mask. That, that's how big Batman the Animated Series yeah. was. Like, Warner Brothers said, "You know what? We need to put this motherfucker in a theater." <laughs> and. I'll, I'll always make the argument like, that is to me is the best ba- theatrical Batman movie out there like that was it, it, it's, it's a it's really good like it's yeah, still really you good you know what see guys I, I kind of half jokingly say that the Lego Batman movie yeah. is the best Batman movie <laughs> but no you know what that's fair because like plot wise it was really good yeah. that oh man 
it's one of those movies that, as a kid, it was like, it's really cool, but as an adult, you're like, this is a really deep story. Like, yeah, there, there was a lot more to it than, yeah. like, you're, you're a teen, tight hands go, yeah. which that's cute and fun, but, yeah. like, the Batman Massive fan. You know, they did Sub, uh, Sub-Zero, they didn't release that in the theaters. No, that no, was a, that was a, a follow-up. Yeah. That was another a, theatrical-esque. Yeah. That was did, a, did they ever show Mask of Phantasm on, on the on the on on TV as like they split it up into episodes? No, did they ever do that? No, I, remember, I, I, I heard Ducktales did that with the because <laughs> Ducktales had a theatrical movie, movie yeah. but they, they when they showed it on the on TV, they showed it on TV, but they, yeah. they chop it up. I think they showed it like on a um, there was like a Saturday or something. Mm-hmm. That they just they just aired it like you know it was a big two hour blog. Back back when uh back when regular channels showed movies during yeah. the day. Yeah, <laughs> but I think they they the crap out of it though because like you know it's like. Hey, uh, tell, yeah, because that used to be a thing. Television broadcast premiere of, you know, yeah. that, 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 that used to be a thing yeah. up until like a few years ago. That was a thing. Because, mm. like, oh, you have to wait for, it was in the theaters, and then it'd be like in home and video, and then it'd be like on HBO or yeah. the movie channels, and then. Be, yeah. Maybe on cable. <laughs> Probably on cable, yeah. and then. Yeah, cause I think, like, was it? Fox like, 11, uh, television broadcast premiere. Yeah, Star like, Wars, The Phantom Menace. Oh! <gasps> <laughs> I think, like, a Force Awakens just got on. Like cable, right? Like it's on like yeah. TBS or something like that. Yeah. Like just a couple months ago, right? <laughs> yeah. That's a because yeah, the, 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 those rights. For all yeah. Those, like it's all about the money. Mm-hmm. It's all about the money. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just that yeah, the 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 good and the bad. Of, yeah. Know, going to comic you know, say, oh, the good. Like, hey, you get to interact with. It was cool. I got to interact with a lot of artists. Like, our, like our friend, oh, Photo Monstro. He, he's watching right now. Apparently, you got to interact with. Him. Yeah, get, yeah. I saw some of my other other friends. You know, throughout the day. And then the bad, like you kind of see, like the people that kind of drag this down, like the the the, 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 the bad side. There's the good with the bad, yeah. you know, in, in anything nowadays. Yeah. There's the good with the bad, and you kind of have to deal with the bad mm-hmm. to get to the good stuff yeah. of being a fan. And like I think some people, for I, I guess the point is, I think a lot of people forget what it is to be a fan. A yeah. fan is to like appreciate and enjoy the work. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. There is room for criticism, yes. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I will criticize something when when I feel like it merits it. Yeah. But just to criticize just for the sake of criticizing. Yeah. Like, like I think, I think the, the, the series I hate most, because uh, like, I, I love Honest Trailers, because yeah. they're having fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I think the opposite of that is, like, Cinema Sins. I fucking yeah. hate, I hate <laughs> Cinema Sins. Well, yeah. see, that, that goes back to I that. fucking hate I, that I think, fucking I think, video. I think I talked about it a couple weeks Those ago. Those videos are fucking petty. When they talk about, like, they'll call something a plot hole that's not a plot hole. It's not a plot it's, hole. It's, not, it's just, you know. It's just an inconsistency that or, happened. Or, or, no, or an, editing, an editing decision. Oh, it's not even that. It's just that it's just, you're thinking of it logically. And if, if everything went logically, the story would never move forward. Exactly. You know? yeah, that, that's like, a, that's like a, a, the, the tweet I made the other day. Yeah. It's like, yeah. if, if logic, <laughs> fiction is the base, uh, the basis of fiction is the absence of logic. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I was like, oh, that, well, that, that was the argument that people, well, pe- people consider plot holes. It's like, well, I would have done this. That's not a plot hole. That's not a plot that's hole. Just, you know, that's just a, oh, you would have done something differently. Like, oh, you have you have future knowledge yeah. that that you know in, in that point in time there that character did not have future knowledge. Yeah. Like, oh, you know how it's going to turn out. Oh, I would have done it differently. Like, yeah, because you know that would have been the correct decision. Yeah, that's not a plot hole. That's just you being an asshole <laughs> about it. And realistically, they say that especially like in horror movies. You're not in that situation. <laughs> like, no. you know, like you're gonna make the dumb this, decision yes. because you're being chased down by whatever. Right? Yeah, it's like it, it, when you triple and fall because you're running away from something. Like, you know, if you're just running in panic, yeah, you're gonna do the, the worst dumb thing ever. Yeah, it's like if the house is on fire, you're not rationally thinking. Like, yeah, the, 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 ugh, it makes me so mad. Like especially <laughs> those type of things, or like especially when people say, "Oh, 
oh, why didn't Thor throw the axe at his head? I'm like, you just throw it. Yeah. It's just it's a it's a movie. Yeah, that's you know people overthink it, man. Overanalyzing, overanalyzing for the sake of analyzing it. But like you said too, like they they do ask the things that you can't be at they can't be answered. You know, like it's just you know. And, and then they get or upset. Or they chop off Thanos' arm. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's not part of the plot. That's yeah. not how it was written. <laughs> there was a narrative decision made by the by the writer, and yeah. we, we go along with that. Right. The simplest. Like they're trying to keep it simple, yeah. so you can enjoy it. Like we talked about a couple weeks ago, simplicity. Yeah. If it's oh, like we can't get too complicated, we're just gonna lose everybody. Yeah. So, you know, Pete, let me tell you what I learned today. Oh, I, yeah. I learned something today. So you know, I, I have this rep job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go out and visit, you know, like, m- Mondays, I generally go to Sprouts mm-hmm. uh, over in Burbank. And so I'll tell you, we, we had a lot of work, so they send us an extra person to help us out. Uh, someone who, uh, I, I, I haven't worked with him before, but I'd heard of him through reputation. Mm. He's a younger person. So uh. Usually reps are all salty old dogs like myself. <laughs> Although I guess technically I'm young for a rep yeah. <laughs> at the ripe age of 38, turning 39 soon. I, I'm still relatively... Yeah. Young in yeah. the in the rep world, most reps are usually you know, the median age is like fifty. You haven't done this for thirty years. Yet. I haven't done. You know, yeah. I've logged ten. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I've logged ten, going on eleven now. You're almost there. Almost there. I'm almost there to, to, to the old ripe rep. But this this, this young guy, mm-hmm. good god, man! It's like I've never been one to complain about millennials, but good god, I learned today millennials are fucking lazy and full of excuses. Oh man! Holy shit! I mean. I don't mean to kick a dog. With his... He didn't understand how to put shit up on a shelf, like straight. Yeah. Where it looked neat, and I'm trying to show him because, like, I, I was working on a four foot section. We're, we're just, like this like little boxes and pills. Yeah. We're in the vitamin section of goddamn sprouts, and like, because my coworker she'd worked with him before. Like, there was a day like I couldn't be there, and yeah. so they sent him instead, and he just made a mess. He's like, everything's all out of order. Like, let's let's say like your comic book shelf. Everything's like, all right, you put the comics next to yeah. each other. Him, they'd just be overlapping. Like, like oh, everything man. was all, like, I was trying, hey, and, like, and so the, the girl who works in the vitamins, I told her, hey, man, go give him some shit. <laughs> and she's like, fuck yeah. And she's like, she's like, you don't even need to tell me. That area looks like crap. And she's like, you have to do better. It has to look better. And I'm like, dude, you, you want to make everything look uniform. He's like, oh, man, I'm just trying, I'm just doing my best. I'm like, you're just doing your <laughs> best? If this is your best, it's not good enough, bro. Like I don't know. Like it, yeah. I, again, you know that I've never, I've never felt like I was one of those people who complained about millennials. But today, I was like, the fuck? Did he get like every participation trophy as a child? <laughs> oh man! Like I'm just doing my best. I'm like, no, it's not good enough. Yeah. No, you need to do better. <laughs> like we're older than you. <laughs> like you, like, you're not gonna be sore when you walk out to your car, twenty year old. I'm gonna go nap in my car for half an hour after this. <laughs> Because my body is old. My joints are to complain. The other lady, she's even older. She doesn't go home to go home to her kids and deal with them. You're young and your best is half ass. Oh, and then like, oh no, I'm just doing my best. He's like, like, no, like just it's not a, like the job is not fucking, you know, it's not rocket science. Yeah. I'm doing the job just because I I can, I was able to get the job easily. Yeah. Put the fucking bottles next to each other yeah. in a row. <laughs> Make it look neat. Make it look brand new. Like, oh, it's, it looks brand new. That, that, that's our job. We show up. We destroy everything. Like I was like, we destroy everything. Rebuild it. Hey, look, it's done. It's clean. It's neat. We did our job. Let's get the. We take a photo. We send it to our bosses and we leave. Yeah. But this kid, like, I'm like, what do you do on your? Oh, yeah, apartment's like, what do you do on your calls, bro? 
Like when you go to Target by yourself, do you just stand there? You just check mm-hmm. your phone? Yeah. Like, what do you do? And mm-hmm. I was like, I couldn't believe... And I, I finally understood the whole millennial thing today. I really, like, I got to experience <laughs> the anger that an older person has. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what I learned today. That if, if I hope this kid isn't represented. Like, I even I even asked my coworker, I'm like, are your kids that dumb? And she's like, no. <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> Like your kids can't be this dumb. I hope you're teaching them right. His, his parents failed him. No, he doesn't understand the the concept of a, of a good day at work. You know, yeah. of taking pr- you're taking pride. I think that's what's missing. Like there, there is no pride in these young people. Mm. They're like, oh, I did it. Can I get my trophy now? <laughs> I, I I did the thing. But, I worked money, <laughs> and it, it just it made me so mad. I was just like, oh man, I can't believe I turned that cranky old man <laughs> bitching about millennials. <laughs> He's like, I'm vegan, but that's more of a choice than a yeah. than a dietary restriction. I was like, all right, cool, good for you, buddy. Because she had brought like our, our yeah. coach had brought some apple turnip. Oh, I can't eat those. No, oh. I was like, oh, more for me then. <laughs> I'm gonna get fatter. <laughs> but I think that's always been like a generational thing. Like I think like, like the, the generation next to the is the, always gonna complain about the younger generation. Like you know. I feel the same way with like the younger comic book readers. Mm-hmm. Oh, they drive me crazy. <laughs> well, but can I just read it online? Well, <laughs> oh, there's that, or like you know, like the ones that always trip me out. The ones that like you could tell they're really young, mm-hmm. and they'll come in and they'll ask you for like the, the you know, a what, book from the seventies or sixties. Yeah. And then they're like, "Why don't you have it? Why don't you have it?" And then if you do have it, if I do have it, they're like, well, "Why is it so much? It's an old book. Like it should. <laughs> it's old. Why is it worth something? Isn't it, shouldn't it be worthless?" Yeah. <laughs> That always frustrates me, but you know. See, like, cause yeah, yeah. We always say all oh, yeah, the the next generation is always gonna be the doom of the the, the previous yeah. one. It's like, but man, like I I know I'll, I'm sure that was said about us. Oh yeah. Play, playing my Nintendo, yeah. <laughs> drinking my High C or my Capri Sun, <laughs> staring at TV all day. You're, you're gonna rot your brain out staring at the television. Now it's like you're gonna rot your brain out staring at your yeah. phone. Yeah. But I think what's different. I mean, at least like we grew up to have a fucking work ethic. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, I'd like to think that uh, my peer group understands the concept of working and like doing your job. Yeah, I think uh, it, I'd like to think that mm-hmm. they all understand that. <laughs> but these, it's like, there's this sense of entitlement. Like, oh, why? Why? Yeah, but I, again, I don't think it, it's always been that way. I think there's always been. I don't that, think we have that crazy sense. Of I think there's some. I think the British like some. well, some. Well, I guess it's multiplied. Then I, right. I guess it's getting worse. <laughs> yeah, it's getting worse. It is getting worse yeah. because I like. I guess like. My, me and my parents were old school, mm-hmm. and they, they taught me, like, hey, you, you freaking put in your... You, you show up, you do your job. You control what you control. You do what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do, and that's how you, that, that's yeah. how you carry yourself. Yeah. And, like, just watching this kid kind of, like, half-ass, like, the whole thing. And, like, the whole time, me and my other coworker were, like... Because we knew, like, okay, they're sending him. Like, oh, fuck. We're going to have to fix that for you. Like, and so he left early. Yeah. Yeah, he left early. He didn't even finish the full shift. Like, we put in, like, our full eight hours busting yeah. our asses. He, he did he did six. Oh, I have to go. I'm like, all right, there you go. Away you go, child. And then we had to fix it what he did because mm-hmm. it was like, oh. Like, and we're, like, sitting there like, man, did he really help? <laughs> did this help us? <laughs> did, did, did he create more work? Did he do did he do some work? It, it reminded me of the old, the old math problem. Like, all right, you have one person who can, you know. Yeah can file 500 comics in one hour <laughs> and you have another person who can file 200 comics in an hour if they work together how many comics can you file yeah. <laughs> it's like man that lazy motherfucker can only do 200 what the fuck yeah. <laughs> and that was the thing like, after he left like, I'm like we're trying to kind of, we're trying to kind of rationalize I'm like did he really help <laughs> we were sitting there trying to fix all the tags you put wrong like, you put the tags wrong I even tried to tell him like no dude the tags they're all in order man like, this this is simple. Yeah. This is not this is not hard. Just yeah. follow the order. They're, they're in order. 
Because like she talked about it before, like he just does them. He just randomly puts the tags on. I'm like, why? <laughs> well, it's, it's just creating more work. <laughs> There's a system to it. Yeah. Ah! And then yeah, we, we ended up yeah because we could have left. Uh, we, we would have left an hour sooner if we hadn't had to stop and fix the oh, work man. that he did. I'm like, God damn it, we have to come back tomorrow to do the other work that we can do today. <laughs> yeah. Man yells at Cloud. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you, Cloud! You know what else is in the cloud? What's that? All of our old episodes of Dre's Geek Philosophy, they're all in the cloud. If you want to watch any of our previous episodes, they're all available on facebook.com forward slash GP Podcast, especially for those of you watching on Twitch. Well, everything from Twitch is on there. You can watch us on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv forward slash GP Podcast. The GP stands for Geek philosophy, not Greek falafels. <laughs> you can go <laughs> in the world of Sam Zia and yourself. It could. You can watch classic episodes of Dre's Geek Philosophy on YouTube. Everything from Twitch is being archived over there. And you know what? What else is being archived? All of the gaming streaming that I've been doing. Uh, nice. We've been we've been integrating a lot more gaming streaming because apparently people like that. I, I, I streamed mm. some Super Nintendo. The I other saw day, that, yeah, yeah. and that's been that's got a lot of reaction, a lot more than yeah. I thought. Me struggling at Super Punch Out, <laughs> and then getting my my dick kicked in <laughs> by a uh, Super Mario Kart. <laughs> Like doing that, so that's all on Twitch.tv, and I do broadcast it here on Facebook Live as well. We try to do multimedia. If let's say you get tired of looking at our faces and you just want to hear this silky voice, you know, all through your speakers or headphones, we record this via podcast on the blue ball <laughs> on our our blue snowball. I mean, Really, yeah. blue snowball. It's it's a snowball ice. We record this and we post it on iTunes. It's posted on Stitcher. It's posted on SoundCloud. How is Kenneth Smith not the spokesperson for this thing? Right? How is Kenneth Smith not the spokesperson? He made other jokes and then he's a podcaster. Right? <laughs> how is he? How is freaking blue not freaking throwing money at Kevin Smith? It's like you, you talk about snowball. Yeah, yeah. I feel like. Kevin Smith introduced the concept of snowball to everyone in uh, in Clerks. You know, before Urban Dictionary, Kevin Smith did a great job of getting everyone aware of all these different sexual things. Thanks to Clerks and, and freaking Mall Rats. Chasing Amy. Amy. I learned a lot about sex from Kevin Smith. <laughs> You're welcome, Rosa. <laughs> you can watch, listen to us on the, the podcast form. Every episode except two... <laughs> We lost episodes two and three. They're they're lost neither. You can watch them on Facebook. Uh, those are up on the Facebook page somewhere. Actually, I think they're on my Facebook. No. <laughs> because those first five episodes of the show, we did them on my personal yeah. Facebook page, and then I created the actual Dre's Geek yeah. Philosophy, and then that's everything is there. I think I shared them onto there. So if you feel like getting your shovel out and spelunking <laughs> deep into the archives of Dre's Geek Philosophy, you can find episodes. Uh, two and three. Or actually, if you go to YouTube, they're on YouTube. Oh, you don't have yeah, to. Yeah. You don't have to delve that far on YouTube. Episodes two and three. I pulled those from my personal Facebook onto the tube of you. Nice. There's lots of different ways to consume Jerry's Geek Philosophy. I try to put it out as many ways possible so you can eat it up and, and enjoy it. Like you would eat a Greek falafel. <laughs> you know what? As soon as you started that sentence, I knew that's where you were going. Well, Sam's not here. I mean, I know, know someone has to do it. I, I felt I felt bad that we couldn't do the show with Sam today. I I, I, I do miss our compadre, our, our third chair. And at, 
we are always looking. If you want to be a guest, if you want to sit like behind us or sit off to the side, let's say you're camera shy, you just want to chime in, you can sit off to the side. You don't have to be on camera. Or let's say you're a ham, you want to be on camera, you can take my spot. <laughs> and I'll sit off to the side and people just hear the sexy voice. <laughs> We're always looking for, if you want to be a guest and you can be in the San Gabriel area <laughs> at 8 p.m. on a Monday, you come on down. I will put you on the show. If you want to argue with me, if you want to agree with me, if you just want to play video games with me, we can do that. Right here on Dre's Geek Philosophy. You know what else you can do? What's that? You can hear us talk about comic books yep. every Wednesday night. This guy, P. Malini, we flip the cameras. We point him in that direction <laughs> for our other set for the Multiverse Comic Book Show. We talk about brand new comic books mm -hmm. every Wednesday night at 8.30 Pacific. Mm -hmm. We talk about all the brand new comics from that week. We talk about any comic book news that yeah. has happened in between Wednesday to Wednesday. Mm -hmm. where I'm sure we'll be talking about more DC Universe as, more oh, as, yeah. as we get closer and closer to the DC Universe app exploding all over our faces. Yeah, that, that's going to take over my, my life this week. Yeah, you, that, that, that big TV right there mm -hmm. just above your shoulder, you're, yeah. you're going to be watching mm -hmm. uh, Batman Massive Phantasm. <laughs> Reign of the Superman is mm -hmm. already going to be on it. Yeah. i got to go sign up. Yeah. You know what we didn't realize because we were so busy at uh, Long Beach. Uh -huh. Iron Fist season two dropped this weekend. Oh yeah, and I haven't touched it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, my roommate said he, he, he it's better than season one, yeah. but that's uh, again that's like objectively yeah. saying a peanut butter and sh uh, <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwich is better than a peanut butter and shit sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> like you can only go up from yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Iron Fist is still the worst thing on the show, but maybe there's less Iron Fist yeah. in the show called Iron Fist. We'll see. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. I'll get to it eventually. Uh, yeah, at some point. I still haven't watched The Punisher. I haven't finished Jessica Jones. I haven't started Luke Cage season two. <laughs> I I am a man lost. I haven't watched anything. I've just been watching professional wrestling. That's all I've been watching lately. It's too much media to consume, man. There's too much. Yeah. It's too... It's too the good Place is coming back in a couple weeks. I mean... Oh. The Good Place is coming back. We're going to be talking about that. Yeah. When that, come, when that boat comes around, we're going to be talking about The Good Place. So, thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for everyone. Yeah. Remember, I was always, you know, like, share, do all that fun stuff. All that, you know, all that social media bullshit that you hear people say at the end of a show. <laughs> and it's kind of annoying. I hate to do it, but I got to promote this because somebody has to. Somebody has somebody to. Somebody has to promote this show, I guess. If not me, then who? If not now, then when? If not us, then who? I don't know. <laughs> do you know? I don't know. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching over there. Have yourselves a good night. We'll see you. When, for sure, we'll see you for sure Wednesday night for the Multiverse Comic Book Show right here in Nostalgia Books and Comics. Have a good night, everyone. Good night. Where's the button? I want the button push. In stream. All right. I know stats. Give me some stats. Stop. This one's hard to use. Oh. I always forget to stop the podcast recording <laughs> if you've made it this far. Here's a bonus for you. Hi. There's a